Welcome everyone to the Apocalypse Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Dr. Van Beek. Dr. Van Beek is right for $200. No. <laughs> no. Though we will graciously accept don't, Never mind. I'll stop that too. <laughs> anyway, Larry, it's good to see you. Do we have a place where people can donate online? I know we don't. We Oh. Well, that's why. That's why I haven't been seeing the bank. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that big bag of money that that we've been lo- longing for has not appeared on our doorstep anytime soon. Yep. You remember the serenity prayer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is that again? The serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and a big bag of money. (laughs) (laughs) I I believe that those are the exact wordings. Straight out of the 12-step guide, right? (laughs) Words to live by. Words to live by. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Um, So this week, as opposed to last week, but this week we're going to look at Revelation 13. Yes, we which are. Ha- which has two beasts in it. Uh, it does. And and Steve, anybody who is worth their salt, using the old Roman metaphor, nice. um, anybody worth their salt um, has to be in Revelation, has to be able to handle the mark of the beast. Hmm. There's a few things you have to handle. You have to be able to handle the rapture. You have to be able to handle the mark of the beast. You should be able to handle the millennium, mm-hmm. right? And you know the rest of it. You can you can just play around with as you please. But this is a chapter. If you can't do this, then you can't do Revelation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we are going to prove that we cannot do Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, do I jump in here or do I? <laughs> I? I gave you the chance. I opened it up for no, you. No, no, because I'm not the biblical scholar, so I don't think I have any standing to actually speak on this. So, um. no, I, I actually, I, I love this chapter. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And and, and remember, I'm always the Mike Trout to your James Dobson. Right. Um, That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, we'll um, we'll do this like we traditionally do it. Just we're gonna follow the paragraphs and. And uh, breakups as as we f- or breakpoints as we find them in the uh, English Standard Version, I'll pick it up at verse one. And I saw a beast rising out of the sea with ten horns and seven heads, with ten diadems on its horns and blasphemous names on its heads. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard. Its feast, its feet, wow, its feet were like a bear's, and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to it. The dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority. One of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed, and the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who can fight against it? Okay. So when you're dealing with the book of Revelation, there, there are a couple of terms that people use. Um, one is the beast that we have here, and there's beasts earlier in this book, but they're they're happy beasts. They're nice beasts, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're not, and they're not the beast from. <laughs> I was trying to think of that roast beast in uh, Doctor Seuss, right? The That's Grinch. right. But um, but but then so there were, there are those beasts. Then there are these beasts, and these beasts are often um, compared and used interchangeably. One of these beasts with the Antichrist. Mm. Right mm. now, the term Antichrist is nowhere in the Book of Revelation, mm. but but um, but the concept people say is there. 
Okay. Um, the term the term is from Second um, John and First John. First John, Second John, but the the concept is here. Okay. All of a sudden, I started thinking: Is the word Antichrist in Revelation? Am I am I just completely crazy? Because that's what that's what um, Charles Manson said. Eh? He's, when we were having supper, he said, "Is it hot in here, or am I just crazy?" <laughs> <laughs> there, we'll leave that one for the people who are older and, and know the the stuff behind that. Yeah, if you get the long anyway, reference there. <laughs> that's an old reference that we probably shouldn't shouldn't go to anyway. And and I saw a beast rising out of the sea. So now this is the beast of the sea. Okay, hmm. and I'm going to just tell you who this beast is, um, just for the sake of it. Um, I think this beast is the Roman emperor. Hmm. Yeah, because the because the dragon gives him his power and great authority, hmm. and the dragon is Satan, right. obviously, and and he's actually called Satan um, in the last chapter, right? Mm-hmm. And so now you have Satan, you've got the beast of the sea, and then later on you have the beast of the land, who is sometimes also called the false prophet. Right. Right? Okay. And so so if you're looking at this from the first century, you're going to say, this is, this is Satan, the Roman emperor, and the other beast will be the Roman religious system. Okay. Right? Um, who actually remember they called they called Christians atheists because they didn't believe in the Roman pantheon, mm-hmm. um, and so so that's kind of the way you look at this. And the beast is like a leopard, and he, and then they they start throwing in these animals, right? They got a leopard here, and he has a mouth of a he, he has the feet like a bear, right? Yeah, and he has the mouth like a lion, and the dragon gives him his power, and and this these are these are the powerful animals that that this beast resembles okay remember the beasts early, early on um they were an eagle um now i forgot what they were they were an ox an eagle um a lion and then a man mm-hmm. and and now we're, we're using other beasts to describe this guy yeah. <clears throat> and one of his heads had a mortal wound but the mortal wound was healed and the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast and th- and this is kind of kind of cool um some people think that that this this so if we use the term antichrist, even though you know I would have I would have scholarly um, people say you cannot and don't ever do it, but we will just for context sake. Um, that this person, this person on the earth, this coming one, who some people thought was the was the head of the church, the pope, and um, I remember one of the popes had a had a um had a had was wounded remember mm, mm, right and and some people think it's him and then in the early days earlier not early days i guess in the 80s ronald reagan actually was wounded wasn't he yes he was during the and, and, assassination <clears throat> attempt by john hinckley jr yeah Ooh, i like that 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 uh, the color you're the color co- commentator now <laughs> and um and and so so people said well maybe it was ronald reagan because because of of the wound that he had and and his ideas about about you know fighting from space and all that kind of stuff okay. but this this beast had a wound and others say well no no like the idea was he was wounded and he came back right hmm. and and this is really intriguing because because when a person has been very evil or or very popular hmm. People don't think they've actually died, and they've said that a few times. I think when Napoleon was killed, okay. people weren't sure that he actually died. People, 
people wrote alternate Hitler histories of Hitler right up until recently. Right now, now he, I mean, now he's got to be dead one way or another, right? Right. But um, for years and years, they said, "Oh no, no, he he didn't die. He moved to Brazil um, or somewhere in South America, and um, and he's still alive." And the idea was, I mean, he's so evil, we we can't even grasp that he's dead, right? Mm. They might have felt that a little bit about Saddam Hussein for a while, right? right. And they felt that about Elvis, but that's a whole. That's, <laughs> that's a, a different that's thing. A little different, yeah. Because <laughs> you remember, he hasn't died. He's he's just gone home. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, that's our Men in Black reference, our audience. So, so this is the kind of thing that happens with this beast. But the people worship the dragon, for he gave authority to the beast, saying, "Who is like the beast, and who can fight against him?" And that's why I point to the Roman Emperor in the first century. Hmm. Now, if you don't want to, then you're looking for a coming antichrist, right? And for a long time, they thought it was going to be the Pope, the leader of the Roman Catholic Church, because we had really strong views about that. Um, you know, we talked about, about you know, the Spanish Inquisition and all the stuff that happened with the Catholics and, and you know, and how, how horrible they were to everybody. Mm-hmm. Forgetting that that everybody was horrible to everybody at some point in history, right? You know, the Lutherans wanted to kill all the all the Anabaptists because they wouldn't fight, and and um, which is handy if you're going to kill them if they won't fight. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it makes it easier. <clears throat> so yeah, so I mean, everybody's had this peace, you know, that has happened <clears throat> through through the centuries. But this is a beast, and some people are still looking to the future. So if you're looking to the future, you're saying there's a, there's a coming person that everybody's going to follow. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And these days, <clears throat> you know, because the world is in a bit of an upheaval again, <clears throat> we, could, we could find someone else that people think they're going to follow. Mm-hmm. Now, we're pretty sure, sure it's not going to be Biden or it's not going to be Trudeau, but, you know... Um, because you know there's not a lot of strength there to follow but who knows what who knows what's going to happen in the next five to ten years right right and that's what they would say who yeah. knows what's going to happen right yeah. or or that somehow the the table is being set right now kind of the table's know. being set and a lot of people think they all, always always think it could be an italian guy for some reason huh yeah i don't i don't know why but they throw the italian maybe because the pope was once italian you okay. know and maybe maybe that's why they never say it's a woman by the way yeah, <laughs> they always look to a man when they're talking about the Antichrist, and th- and that's unfair. Folks, you can send your emails to uh, Larry. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Because you, you remember the comedian who said, "You know, my wife beats with Satan every week <laughs> to have lessons on how to be more evil." <laughs> I don't know what she charges him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I cannot say that because, of course, you know. Um, you married well. I married well, and yeah. everybody up here in the north tells me that you married very well. Yes, I, yeah, yes, yeah. You did marry well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so now, next next section. All right, let's pick it up at verse five, then, folks. And the beast was given a mouth, uttering haughty. Ooh, I, another one of my favorite words. Oh, I like haughty. Yeah, haughty and blasphemous words. And it was allowed to exercise authority for forty-two months. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling. That is, those who dwell in heaven also is allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given over it 
authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation and all who dwell on earth will worship it everyone whose name is not written before the foundation of the world in the book of the life of the lamb who was slain if anyone has an ear let him hear if anyone is to be taken captive to captivity he goes if anyone is to be slain with the the sword with the sword he must be slain here is a call for the endurance and the faith of the saints isn't that something mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so this beast he this beast is going to have authority for 42 months and 42 months steve is uh it's not it's three and a half years <laughs> yes, it is. It's about three and a half years. Every time they throw any kind of a number in here, you you, you come up with three and a half years. Well, I was going to say, so, this is a limited period of time, right? Again, it's a limited, it's limited. Yes. Look, I've been listening to this guy, Dr. Van Beek, and he says that that's a limited period of time. <laughs> unless you're a literalist, and then it's then it's for sure three and a half years in our, in our future, right? Okay. This is, this is the... Um, this is the great tribulation that they talk about. Mm, mm, so, and he's going to blaspheme God, right? And all those in heaven. And then he's going to make war on the saints and conquer them. And that's, that's again, where it looks very much like first century Rome. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, first century Rome was allowing the Christians to be under the guise of Judaism. After AD 70, the Pharisees kind of came into power. Okay. Um, before AD 70, the Sadducees had the ear of Rome and the Pharisees had the ear of the people. After AD 70, Pharisees had the ear of everybody. Our Old, Test our Old Testament is very much the Pharisaic mm. uh, canon, okay. right? It's their Bible. And, um, and so now, now he, so, and he's going, they are going to conquer and destroy the saints, right? right? So, so the saints are obviously the Christians. Mm -hmm. So if it was Roman times, it was the Christians that the Romans killed. If it was any other time, it's Christians that lived. If it's future to us, it's what they call um, <clears throat> um, tribulation saints, right? If, yes. If you're if you're staying solid to the seven years, then then you're dealing with tribulation saints. All on earth will worship it, and everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb was slain. The book of the life comes up a few times. Yeah. And sometimes when it comes up, your name is already written in it. Yeah. And your and you what you want is for your name not to be removed from it. And other times you want your name to be put into it. So it depends. It depends on the illustration. Um, does God actually have a great big book? I think it's a zip drive. I, I just think it's a. <laughs> yeah. As as they would say to hear say here, Larry, you're so old to call it a zip drive. <laughs> yeah. You you know the term, don't you? Zip yes, drive? I do. I do. Yeah. 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 Or, or a thumb drive or. Yeah. yeah. And so anyone who has an ear, now look what he says. If you're going to go into captivity, into captivity you will go. And if you're going to be slain with the sword, with the sword you'll be slain. And this he's saying to Christians, right? He's, take, he's taking us right back to Revelation 5 and 6, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You remember what we said there, you know? If you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. But if you live in Levi's, it can be denim or cord. <laughs> <laughs> wow. no. Did not see that coming. <laughs> oh, the same old tired bad jokes coming from Larry Vanby. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Vanby. Did yeah. not see that coming. <laughs> so but but look what he's saying. I mean he's talking to Christians and he's saying, Hey guys, you may end up in captivity and you may up you may end up dead. Yep. Be patient and and maintain your faith. We 
because we're Canadians, I mean, you know, we've, we, we talk about this all the time, Steve. Our life is pretty easy right. in, in many, many ways. And um, we don't really think we're going to be put into captivity or killed with the sword. Yeah, now, right. my conspiracy friends think this is coming in a very short time for us, by the way. Hmm. Um, but for the first century church, this, this very much was happening. And for churches all around the world throughout the, throughout the, throughout the centuries, this has happened. Mm-hmm. I remember when we started teaching Revelation, we, you and I started talking about it. This was happening to churches, um, churches in Asia and churches in Africa. Um, people were being, you know, boarded up in their churches and killed, and also happens to Muslims and others. So it's it's just yes. persecution on on all kinds of people, and that's what he's saying to the church. You know, you think in some ways, Psalm says, you know, a thousand will fall at your at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come nigh unto you. That is one promise from God, but to this group, he's saying you're going to die. Yeah. Well. And like you have emphasized right from the very mm-hmm. beginning, this is a consistent thing is um, I'm calling I'm calling people to me, but yeah. those of you who are saints, you are going to suffer. You will possibly die. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with that because this life is not what it's all about. Yeah. 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 Even it is even though it is for us and you know, we we still want to buy the Toyota Tacoma. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because that's right. it's a nice truck, by the way. Um, it is a nice truck, yeah. Then there's another beast, Steve. Okay, so picking it up at verse 11, folks. Then I saw another beast rising mm-hmm. out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose mortal wound was healed. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven in front of, or heaven to earth in front of people. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on the earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Also, it causes all, both great and small, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. That is, the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it's the number of a man. His number is 666. So your second beast of your unholy trinity, the dragon, the beast of the sea, and now the beast of the land, and this is the Roman, if you're looking first century, this is the Roman religious system. And mm-hmm. you can see that I kind of agree with it because I'm starting to say it without saying if you are yeah. looking this way. Yeah. But, um, but if you look at it that way, you're, he, has, he has the horns of the lamb and he speaks like the dragon. So he is the false Christ. He is the religious system. Mm-hmm. This one is. And he exercises the authority of the first beast. So do you remember the, the Romans had the power? And if you went later on, the Catholics had the power, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, you can do that kind of thing. But the Romans had the power. And if you didn't, if you didn't follow their system, they could kill you for it. And that's what he's saying here. Mm-hmm. And he makes the inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. It'd be nice. It'd be kind of cool if there was someone in our future where this happened in some ways, especially if we were already in heaven just watching. But, 
<laughs> rather than living it. <laughs> Having to live it, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and so he's going to do miracles, great signs. And he's going to do this um, in the presence of those, in the, um, in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on the earth. So he's going to do these signs and people are going to be deceived. They're going to be amazed and deceived. More than just an average magician, right? This is, mm. this is actual, mirac- these signs are miracles. Yeah. And that's an intriguing thing that, that we often think that miracles only come from God, but there, there are such a thing as false miracles. Mm, mm. And uh, and I'll drop it there because, you know, there's a lot of places to go with that. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image might speak and cause those to worship, um, to, who do not worship him, to be slain. So, so now, if you don't follow, and if you'll remember this, if you didn't follow the Roman religious system, and many religious systems, right? If you don't follow their system, they're gonna, you're going to be killed. And that's what he's saying. If you don't follow the religious system, you're going to be killed. And great and small, um, both small and great and rich and poor and free and slave, they're going to have a mark on their right hand or on their forehead so that you can't buy or sell unless you have the mark, which is the beast or the number of its name. So you're going to get a mark on your forehead or which hand is it? It's the right hand. On the right hand. I remember seeing a picture once and thought, that's on his left hand, but then pictures are backwards, right? (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so you're going to have a mark. And do you remember the Jewish phylacteries? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like they look like pillboxes, right, or something. Yeah, like that. The, and the priests wore. Them. Remember, they they would wear them yep. on their forehead and on their on their wrists. And what they had is um, they had they had portions of scripture. So I think it was ten, part of the Ten Commandments were written on these things, yep. and they would wear them. And the idea behind them was that that. My deeds and my thoughts are guided, guided by God. Uh, yes, deeds and my I, thoughts. I get you. Yeah, and so this mark that they're going to get. Um, now, some people think the mark is real. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to get a mark on your forehead or on your hand, and if you don't get that mark, you're not going to be able to buy and sell. And we would sometimes joke and say, uh, "Well, you know, if you're going to get the mark, get it on your hand." Because if you get it on your forehead, when they run you through the till at the, <laughs> at the grocery store, you know, it's a lot easier if it's on your hand than, yeah, you're, than yeah, dragging yeah. your head over that and thing. Dragging your forehead I across act- the scanner. I actually said that in one of the churches I was teaching at. And someone came to me and after and said, well, you, you know Mr. Van Beek. And he didn't know I was a doctor, which is uh, quite insulting to begin with. <laughs> he, he, says, he says, you know Mr. Van Beek. Um, they don't have to now. They have a wand, and they can just do it with the wand, so they don't have to drag you over the machine. I said, okay. Well, it's possible you missed the point of, of what I was doing here. So, 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 but the bigger thing that's happening here, in, in my mind, is that the idea is, is one of worship. Mm-hmm. This mark of the beast, if it's, a real, if it's a real thing that they insert into your skin, that's fine. You know, like get it on your left hand. If you have to, but if if you need it to buy and sell, um, that's okay too. But the real thing behind it is you have to pledge allegiance to the beast in order to get the mark. Yeah, you can't have the mark unless you unless you deny Christ. Now I'm, I threw that in because I think that's that's implied. Yeah, uh, or either it's implied or I'm inferring it one or the other. Um, um, you. And you have to, you have to worship in order to get this. Yeah. 
Hmm. So whether it's real or whether it's a metaphor, you still have to you have to worship. And in in their days, they said the the Ephesians used to have markets, and you had to have a you had to have a mark. Oh, like you know, you go into a carnival and they stamp your hand with a mark right. to get in the carnival, and you couldn't buy or sell unless you had the mark. And in Roman times, you could not at certain points in time, you could not buy or sell unless you unless you paid homage to the emperor. Yeah. You know, and and this was really important because a lot of people, you know, ah, oh, Domitian, Domitian, I love you. You know, yeah, I love you, I love you. And then they would go about their business, right. and and John would say to them, you cannot do that. And they would say, look, we all know that it's hogwash. You know, we know that this is stupid. But but we can't go into the store and we can't do our business unless we do this thing, right? Right. And John says, I know, and I know, and you can't do it. Yeah. Right. And the Christians for a while in Russia. Now this. Now we're talking years ago. Now, um, in the sixties, fifties, sixties, if you were a Christian, you couldn't get the good jobs. You had to be a part of the Communist Party to get the good jobs. Right. And so Christians were relegated to menial labor if if they stood for their faith. And the way they knew they were Christians was if they were baptized. Mm-hmm. So I'm told. And, and so it's a very similar thing here. If you don't worship, <clears throat> if you don't worship, then you can't buy yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and it calls for wisdom. And the mark is going to be either his name or the number of his name. And the number is 666. Now, 666 is um, is one less than 777 every time, you know. Um, and some people think that's the whole idea. 777 is God and 666 is man. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, you're not you're not perfect yet, right? Okay. I saw I saw a far side where state and standard all angry stamping his foot because a guy wrote 999 on his mailbox <laughs> instead of 666. <clears throat> but. Um, <clears throat> But um, there's a thing that they did a lot of in the in many ancient languages, uh, and Roman the Romans do it for sure. The the Hebrews do it as well, and the Greeks. It's called numerology, mm-hmm. and the Greek and the the Hebrews called it the Jewish people called it gematria. Okay, and that's where you take a person's name and you change the letters for numbers because numbers were letters. Um, okay, letters were numbers in those days, okay. like Roman numerals. Yep, and you would say you know this is what the name means and. So in my book, the guy said he saw etched into a tree, I love her, whose name is 545, right? Mm. And then, you know, then the girl would go and say, yee, you know, and she'd get all excited because it was her name. Right. You know, and, uh, or, or 10 other girls that had similar names that amounted to 545 <laughs> or something like that. But, um, and, or the guy, I better say the guy, but in those days it would have been the guy writing it, the girl uh, receiving mm-hmm. it. And so the idea was if, if you have the number of his name. Now, John says this calls for wisdom. So he knew that his audience could figure this out. Mm. We don't know anymore. And, and I've seen things where they did Ronald Reagan and his number. Um, there's actually one of the ancient books, or one of the ancient books, one of the uh, copies of Revelation, actually, instead of 666 had, well, I can't remember, it was 659 or 6. It had a slightly different number hmm. because that was Nero's name, uh, and they the 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 copyist um, felt that this was Nero that they were talking about and put that number in there. So it was yeah. kind of cool, kind of yeah. cool. But the biggest thing that I think is happening here is he's saying, if you're Christians, this this mark is going to come upon the earth, mm-hmm. and um, you're going to get killed for it. Mm. 
But you've got to hold your ground, know what's going on, hold your ground, and don't take the mark. Right. Yeah. So I, I still think, you know, if, if there's marks, you know, coming. Did I ever tell you they, they actually thought that uh, that credit cards were the issue at one time? Yeah, I remember that, actually, back in the yeah. day. One of the authors said, do not use credit cards. But then later on, you could buy her book with credit cards. So I think she, <laughs> she may have changed her tune when she found out she couldn't make any money without, yeah, that's right. without yeah. selling off to the beast. You know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Somehow credit was still, is still an important concept at that point. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Till cryptos take over, you know, it's, it's still going to be important. Well, yeah. But, and, I, and I remember that with every sort of, as a kid, the moment they introduced barcodes, the same discussion went all around, right? Yes, that's right. And um, and uh, I remember them saying, well, the advantage of a, of a mark in your hand, of course, is twofold. One, you're not going to lose it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is when you, if, if you lose your hand, actually it's run by the power in your body or something like the electricity in your body. So it can't run or they had, a, they had a lot of ideas there, you know, um, but, but the biggest thing you want to know here is that there's going to be someone that's going to be opposed to Christ, and you cannot follow that person. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what he's telling the Christians. You can't do it. Yeah. I think it's very similar to Paul saying, I'm all things to all people. And, um, you know, it doesn't bother me what I eat, but I'm not going to eat stuff that offends my brother. Yeah. And, and this says, I'm not going to do the thing that they think I should do. Right. There may come a point in our life, Steve, where we have to say, I just am going to serve Jesus. Yeah. This is the line. This is the line that I have drawn. Yeah. Yeah. Great point, Lair. Great point. And I really love how you finished that off with, you know, John's audience knew what he was talking about. This calls for yeah. wisdom. So, yeah. folks, thank you so much for joining us. Lair, that was awesome. I appreciate you doing that. Thanks so much for joining us. We so appreciate uh, having you each week tune in, listen, and um, and download the podcast. We're appreciative of you. We'll be back next week. Guess what? We're going to talk about Revelation 14. I know, kind of a shocker there. You were thinking maybe something else, but no, it's going to be Revelation 14. But you get to hear more of Dr. Van. Unless we do the reviews of the rapture. Ah, We'll do that later. Well, Whatever you want. You, the, I am the Mike Trout to your James Dobson, young man. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll see you next time on The Apocalypse.